Welcome back to Revive Nations podcast. Revive Nations is a global ministry with one mission, to raise an army of Jesus lovers around the world. Prepare your heart to receive something fresh from the voice of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, and be revived, renewed, and restored. So three keys, I want to show you three ways that Satan tries to attack a child of God. Number one, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Luke, the gospel of Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. And he said, Uh a certain man had two sons. Okay. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Do you remember the story? This is the prodigal son story. Two sons. Two sons that came from the same father that had two different kinds of behavior. What do you do when both came from the same source but both did not have matching characteristics. One was a seed and the other was a weed. One was an Isaac and another was an Ishmael. One was a Solomon but the other was an Absalom. One is a Peter that repents and another is a Judas that would prefer hanging himself. Yet, both have the same man of God. Both have the same father. So that also tells you that you can have the same father but have two different outcomes that is beyond a father's control because there is something called choice that each individual has to make. So you can be part of the same church but can have two different outcomes because of the choice that you make. You can be part of the same grace. You can be part of the same anointing but have two different outcomes based on the choice that you make. The one thing that I want to encourage you is that there is a grace that allows you to change the choice that you make. That is the greatest relief that you can be a Peter and you can be sure that the master has said that you are going to deny me. And not once, not twice, three times. And then there is a grace that allows Peter to come back, repent and come back. And the Bible says now he was going to be used to strengthen other brothers. One guy denied Jesus and then he killed himself. His destiny was aborted. But Peter denied Jesus three times and did not die. He was restored so that he can restore others. Two sons. One said, give me all my inheritance. And where does he go to? He goes to a far off country. Everybody say far off country. 
Before the enemy can take you down, he wants you at a far off country. Before the enemy can take you down, he wants you where? At a far off country. He wants you go far as much as possible. He wants you to go as far. He wants you to forget the services that blessed you. He wants you to forget the location that fed you. He wants you to forget that place that built you up. He wants you to forget that place that gave you an identity. He wants you to forget all what God did for you in your father's house and he wants you to increase your distance to the point where now it's far off to run back overnight. Gone too far. He wants you positioned in a far off country. That is the plan of the enemy. He wants you positioned at a distance from God. So that even when you want to get back, it's too far. It's too embarrassing. It's too shameful that you just can't wake up morning and decide to go back to church. You've, you've messed up too far. You've spoken too much. You've criticized too bad. You've lied against the place of your blessing too much. You have part of gossips that you shouldn't have been part of. Now that you want to return, now that you want to go back, you're not able to go back because you've gone too far. Don't go too far. Did you hear what I said? Don't go too far. Where you're now not able to restore yourself. You've gone too far. Gone too far. Judas went too far. Yes. Yes, there are groups of people that you can, you can be part of where now you've gone too far. He went off to a far off country and there he begins to waste everything that he received. Okay? With riotous living. Uh-huh. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Very interesting. Famine waits for you to spend off the resources you had. Famine what? Famine waits for you to spend off the resource that you were blessed with. Satan is very strategic. He waits until your courage that you receive from God is spent off. He waits until your prayer life is spent off. You know the prayer life that you had? Ah, talk to me somebody. That you would wake up at 2 in the morning and pray. You wake up 3 in the morning and pray. You would get up in the morning and say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You will be brushing your teeth and you will pray. You will be in your shower and you will be give thanks to the Lord. He will wait until every spiritual resource inside of you is exhausted. And now you don't even remember how you used to pray. Now you don't even remember what is to pray. Now you don't even remember how to pray. And when your resources are spent off, now the Bible is catching dust in the corner of your room because you got so busy with your work. So busy. So busy. There was a time when you didn't have this blessing. Now God blessed you. 
And now you're too busy to pick up that Bible that blessed you in the first place. Satan is setting you up for slaughter. Some people don't understand what the enemy is doing. He's exhausting your resources in God before he can attack you. Because the enemy knows that if you have a faith like a mustard seed that is enough to approach the mountain and move it out to the ocean, God knows. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He knows that the little grace that you have is enough to cause panic in the kingdom of Satan. He knows that little fear of God that you have is enough for the enemy to be cast out. He knows that little God love in your spirit, that little worship that you still have when the car doors are locked, when the windows are up, you put on the music and you begin to worship the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Do you remember how you were quick to tears in the presence of God? Now it has been so long. You sit in the presence of God, but you are unmoved because your heart has lost its tenderness. It has lost your tenderness. Now prayer is becoming difficult. Now clapping hands is becoming difficult. Now saying hallelujah is becoming difficult. Now you're worried about everyone. Now you're offended with everyone. May God forgive you today. I said, may God forgive you today. Oh, I will not forget how I was a nobody. I will not forget that he picked you up from the miry clay. It doesn't matter how blessed you are. Never forget how God lifted you. love Jesus by our words, Facebook posts and scripture quotes. But when God wanted to show us how much he loved us, he gave up his only begotten son. He's not looking for part-time Christians nor a portion of surrender or a fraction of obedience. He is waiting for us to empty ourselves. He's not asking us for some things. He is asking us for everything. And Jesus is the only person who has the right to ask us for everything because he gave us everything. Exclusive designs and arts available. Find inspiring and passionate statements to wear at our Jesus Lovers Creation Store. Ever desired to have a physical piece of heaven? Now you can with some beautiful prophetic art from Shaiju Matthew. Get artwork on Jesus Lovers at His Feet, The Alabaster Jar, 
arise from discouragements, fearless in the storms, and more. And don't forget to pick up your own copy of his nearness book. All these resources and more now available at your fingertips when you download the Shaiju Matthew app. Sermons, music, wallpapers, mentorship classes, and more. Find the Shaiju Matthew app now available on iOS and Android platforms. Remember to buy and tag us on your favorite social media at Jesus Lovers Creation, at Shaiju Matthew, and at Teeny SM. Revivenations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. Number one is the enemy wants to take you to a far off city. What does he want you to do? He wants to exhaust your spiritual resources. He wants to exhaust your spiritual stamina. He wants to exhaust your what? Spiritual stamina. The Bible says, you need to first awaken from your slumber. And you need to first rise up from the dead. And then Christ will shine upon you. Ah! Ah! You need to first wake up. It's not God coming in. Revival. <laughs> Some people are crazy. <laughs> you need to first wake up. You're still waiting for God to come and shake you up. No, no, no. You wake up. Now. Wake up. Now. I said now. You wake up. Don't wait for the fire to fall. Set yourself on fire. Don't wait for God to come and, hey, just tell the Lord, don't, please hold on, I'll wake up. <laughs> because when God wakes up some people, it's, it's not usually a pretty sight. So don't wait for God to wake up. Just say, yes, boss, I'm back in duty. I'm back on the wall. Back on my position. I'm back on duty, sir. I'm ready to go to the ends of the world. Somebody shout, let's go. So number one is what? He wants to go take you to a far off city. Number two, the way Satan wants to attack you, a child of God that is rooted, is by stirring you up against God. Making you believe a lie against God. By making you doubt God's goodness. Number two, Satan wants you to curse God and die. The wife of Job comes to Job and says, Hey, you love this God. Why did he do this to you? So what he wants to do is make you believe a lie that God caused something in your life. Let me tell you people of God, that is the lie from the pit of hell. This God that we serve is the most just God. He can never do anything wrong. This God that we serve is perfect. So Satan wants you to believe that God caused something to happen in your life. Satan wants you to believe that God is not just to you. This just God. Satan wants you to believe he is not fair. So when he provokes a certain unbelief in your life, now he can now turn that as a weapon against you. 
your unbelief becomes a weapon in the hands of the enemy fear that satan puts in your heart becomes a weapon in the hands of the enemy so enemy cannot attack you until you start believing his lies are you with me Satan cannot attack you until he puts fear in your life. I don't care what the doctor is saying about your birth, about the child you are carrying. I want you to tell the doctor, "Thank you for this information," and just peacefully leave the clinic and tell the Lord, "I believe in you. Prove this doctor wrong." refuse to buy into the report of the enemy to refuse somebody say refuse have a faith that is not moved by sight have a faith that is not moved by sight because satan is trying to hijack you so that he can use you to fight you why because it's all about the reverse that is inside of you So he wants to kill that part of you. So that now the rivers that is supposed to turn wilderness into garden. These rivers don't flow. So now your wilderness that was supposed to end at a certain season of your life, it does not end. Now that season of wilderness extends one season to the next season. because satan managed to shut down the rivers that were supposed to flow outside of you i declare and decree nothing is going to stop that river from flowing he can't take your spiritual life down he can't use you as a weapon against you do you do you see what i'm talking about oh my goodness, my goodness my goodness this is how powerful you are this is how powerful you are that even if the satan wants to attack you he has to use you to attack you this is how god designed you that he cannot do anything without your permission the third thing that satan will try to do against a rooted child of god is turn you as god's enemy turn you make you the enemy of god so if first thing he does is try to take you away from away from god that doesn't work so then second thing he does is he tries to hijack you to fight you that doesn't work number 3 he will try to hijack you to fight god now it becomes god versus you how is that possible Let me give you a verse. Go to Isaiah please. Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah 48. Go to verse 18. Oh that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Uh-huh. Then had thy peace been as a river. Uh-huh. And thy righteousness uh-huh. as the waves of the sea. So what the enemy does is that he will make you disobey the commandments of God. And as a result of that you start facing peacelessness in your life as a result of that now he begins to attack you because now you have disobeyed god and you have 
befriended the world and the world is the enemy of god and now instead of being blessed you are in the place where you're bringing curse on yourself is anybody listening to what i'm saying and he's saying if only you had obeyed the commandments if only you had remembered to fear me peace would be like a, uh, like a river I want you to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 6. Let me show you something very profound. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Man of God, read for me from verse 5 onwards. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood. Uh-huh. Even on harps and uh-huh. on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. Okay. And when they came to Nachon's threshing floor. Ha. Huh. Uza put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it uh-huh. for the oxen shook it. Okay. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uza uh-huh. and God smote him there for his error and there he died by the ark of God. Oof. This man was not supposed to touch the ark of God. There was a way the ark of God had to be carried. There was a commandment of how it had to be done. And he ignored that command and decided to play the police don't think that god needs your help god has got his hand over the church the church belongs to him he is the one that is leading that humility is your protection okay and then what happens go on my god verse 9 And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, "How shall the ark of the Lord come to me?" Uh-huh. So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. So what happens is David is now afraid. David is saying, "I saw the ark of God kill a man. I don't want to touch it." So brother David is like, "Man, I look at my life, there's too many errors in my life." is a little smart king you know it's like i just i keep my distance with the ark i want to live a little longer he said i can't take this i just saw a man die this is nothing to play with the presence of god is not something you play with this is a living presence of god this is a living god that we serve i'm telling you that is why the bible says tremble at his word so david would not remove So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. Uh-huh. But David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the uh-huh. Gittite. Uh-huh. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite 3 months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Wait a minute. <laughs> this David no, this guy is a little dangerous. If David is your king, you don't know. Maybe he's about to sacrifice you. <laughs> And here is this guy he is saying send it to king is sending it to my house i can't say no because if i say yes i get killed by the ark if i say no i get killed by the king i'm anyway going to die so bring the ark home <laughs> but the guy was a righteous guy oh my god the same ark that killed another guy was the same ark it is recorded blessed obed edom's house let's have that one more time man of god and the ark of the lord 
So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. But uh -huh. David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Uh -huh. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. Uh -huh. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Oish. Anybody connected to him began to be blessed. Because he was connected to an altar. And anybody that was connected to him began to receive from the same grace. So what I'm teaching you today is very critical. Don't become the Lord's enemy. If you don't fear God, this God that we serve, this righteous God, the same God that is opposed to your blessing is going to be the God that is becoming a great terror to you. Some of you are like, ah, I should have prayed and closed five minutes before. No. I'm only teaching. I'm not saying that he's going to become a terror. But I'm giving you a mind map to the Father's house. Where you will live outside the terror zone. He will not be a terror to you. But the Lord shall be a terror to all your enemies. Because you shall walk in the ways that pleases God. He will fight your battles. He shall see you through. The best is yet ahead of you. Hello, welcome back. We are grateful for the Lord for such a powerful word. You know, the Bible says that all things will fade away, but His word will always remain the same. And when you have the word in your heart, you can stand through every fire and every storm that comes your way. So I'm praying for you that you will come back with a mighty testimony. You are much, much loved. If you're blessed with this ministry, would you take a minute to partner with us and help us to reach this word to the nations? Please visit revivenations.org give. And you can also connect with us on all our social media platforms. Until next time, we love you. God bless. Many of us love Jesus by our words, Facebook posts, and scripture quotes. But when God wanted to show us how much He loved us, He gave up His only begotten Son. He's not looking for part-time Christians, nor a portion of surrender, or a fraction of obedience. He is waiting for us to empty ourselves. He's not asking us for some things. He's asking us for everything. And Jesus is the only person who has the right to ask us for everything because he gave us everything. Distance is not a barrier to God. RevivedNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. 